Oh, I'm really excited to have Jeff Fields join me on this call. Uh, Jeff is a sales consultant and trainer. I've been fortunate to, uh, to have actually gotten a lot of training from Jeff myself over the years. Uh, in addition to being a trainer, he also has a, uh, a newsletter that goes out to over 18,000 people every week called The Sales Shape Up. Uh, I'll leave a link uh, in the description if you wanted to learn more about that. But uh, first of all, Jeff, thanks so much for joining me on the call. Thanks, Chad. It's great to be with you. I have so much respect for you and, and, uh, and the work that you do. Well, thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, so as a sales trainer and, and consultant, uh, what you also have a really diverse background in commercial real estate. So mm -hmm. while you're while you do uh, sales training uh, fairly generically for any industry right now, your background is in commercial real estate. So I do want to explore two different avenues with that. One, I want to get your thoughts on how you would train new agents into the business uh, mm -hmm. and then also existing experienced agents, because I think that there's probably two different approaches that you take for those uh, two different groups. Uh, so the first one is, is a new agent. How, what are you saying to someone that's brand new into the business that wants to learn more about real estate uh, and how they can get up to speed uh, as quickly as possible? Yeah, great question. And in addition to all of the basic training, which I think classic training is very important for someone new in commercial real estate or any other sales related job as well. But, but I think a couple other things that are really important for new people. Number one, you don't wanna be apologetic for any lack of experience that you may have or that you perceive that you have. And, and that's one of the things I think oftentimes that hurts young brokers. They are, are so self-conscious about <clears throat> what they have not experienced or what they have not done that I think sometimes they self-select themselves out of opportunities or, or clients that they should definitely be working with. And so with those new agents, they have to kind of grasp on to what experience they've, experiences they've had in the past. Even if they're 22-year-olds right out of college, they have had experiences which are transferable to what they're trying to do in real estate. And you just have to be a little bit creative and, and find ways to, to take the things that you have done and learned and, and transfer them over to commercial real estate. When you're new, speed matters. You want to be very intentional about what you're doing. You wanna put your whole heart into it and you want to learn things as quickly as you can. And probably one of the best ways to do that um, is to seek out mentors and coaches and, and to be that uh, respectful, all-absorbing sponge when you're around people that have been doing it longer than you have or have been more successful at it than you have. I, that's a really good point, Jeff, because I remember when I first started out, it was that catch 22, catch 22, where you don't have the experience, but you, you don't have a way to get that experience. Uh, and one of the things that I said to clients when I first started out is I, I just I, I acknowledged that I was new into the business. Uh, and I said, uh, I, I, I am going to be so hungry to earn this business that I will chase down every single lead that I can. Uh, I'll work on this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If I have to, I will be, I will run as fast as I can to try and find a deal, a deal for you. And I think that that resonated with some people, but it's still, it's still a challenge to prove to people that you don't have that experience. So when, when a new broker is trying to get that, and, and you, you mentioned that, you can parlay in previous experience that you have, but how, how does a new broker try to overcome that lack of experience to the point where they, where they feel that they have a decent resume? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and as far as the resume is concerned, there's no substitute for just putting in the time and, and doing it and making it happen. Um, however, 
I think that you can you can mask a lot of your deficiencies by being very client centric. So for instance, a lot of times when you have a highly experienced broker, I think they do too much talking and they do too much wisdom sharing because they're so proud of everything they know and they can't wait to tell everyone about it. When you're new, you're probably more likely to listen to your prospects, which is what you're supposed to be doing anyway. And so anytime I've ever found myself in a situation where I'm not as experienced as I would like to be over the course of my career or life, I just ask a lot of questions and I'm very absorbent uh, with what I hear. I really, really process what I hear. That alone can make up a big part of the deficiencies that you have and help you catch up with some of those more experienced people. You're more apt to listen. Yeah, that's a really good point. So on that the other end of the spectrum are the experienced agents. And like you said, uh, uh, there's a tendency to perhaps talk too much. I think another risk with experienced agents is that they become too complacent. So uh, uh, obviously, if you're talking too much, a, a natural step is to just try and listen more. But how, how do experienced or seasoned brokers uh, get over that complacency? Mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the greatest things you can do to renew yourself as an existing experienced successful broker is to take on a younger, newer or lesser experienced agent as a mentee um, or as someone that you are training and teaching. Um, many years ago, um, I was a, a kid in the Boy Scouts and in our Boy Scout troop, we had a phrase that we used all of the time. And I've carried this phrase with me. And, and now as a sales consultant and, and trainer, it probably means more to me than it ever has in the past. And that phrase was, you don't know it until you've taught it. Hmm. You don't know it until you've taught it. And, and I remember the first time I heard that as a kid, it was given to me as advice by an older person to teach the younger people. And um, it was so true because I was teaching things that I had ostensibly learned earlier that I didn't really know. And, and I remember, you know, let's say 2003 through 2009, I taught real estate at my local university. My goodness, you don't realize what little you know about classic real estate knowledge until you are forced to teach someone who is paying you to, uh, to make sure they learn it. So I always say that to those, those experienced brokers, if you feel any complacency at all, if you feel any burnout at all, take a newer or younger broker agent under your wing and, and really take ownership and, and a lot of pride in their learning. It'll be one of the biggest boosts to your career you could ever possibly have. Well, I think there's also the ancillary benefit that not only does the senior broker benefit from that relationship, but the junior one obviously does as well. But then the brokerage as a whole uh, benefits because then you're, you're bringing in new talent that's being trained by an experienced broker. So I think that's a, that's the win, win, win situation for brokers to do that. I'd agree, Chad. And, you know, one of the ways that the existing broker uh, wins, other than just being a good team player or something like that, they develop a um, relationship with a younger broker who presumably is talented and has uh, a lot of upside, they develop a relationship that is such that the, the younger or junior broker is going to do everything they possibly can to help that uh, senior broker have a great life and a great career and a lot of success simply because of the gratitude that they have. And I don't know about you, but I have always loved the idea of having lots of people who really like me and want to do nice things for me. And so, you, yeah, you said win, win, win. And I think that's one of the ways that the senior person truly wins.
Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, so you've, you've been involved in commercial real estate for a long time. You've coached and trained a number of commercial agents, uh, irrespective of experience, whether it's a new agent or an exper- experienced one. Wh- what do you think makes a good broker? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And, and I think you have to answer that question from a couple of perspectives. If you are answering that question from a client perspective or a client-centric uh, way of seeing the world, well, then you would have to say you have to be a fiduciary trusted advisor um, who um, doesn't just consider client service a cliche, but really actually lives that in, in his or her daily brokerage life. And then since I've been throwing some sayings at you already, one of my favorite ones in commercial real estate is client before commission. If you are a type of person who always puts client before commission, you're probably never going to get in trouble. And uh, you're probably going to have a lot of rabid loyalty um, among your clients. So that's the first perspective, that, that client before commission way of thinking, if you're thinking about it from the client perspective. If you're thinking about it from a financial success perspective. In other words, what do I have to do to go out there and make sure I get more clients, bigger clients, move properties fast, uh, get to enjoy the big deals? Then it's the P word, prospecting. Uh, Chad, you personally have sat through a lot of my training, so you're probably not surprised to hear me say this, but I truly believe that the thing that separates the top 20% of the agents who do 80% of the business from everyone else is prospecting. I think um, the number one reason why commercial real estate agents tend to have unlimited ceilings to their income is because prospecting is very necessary and it's very hard and unpleasant for a lot of people to do it. So I, I will always say this probably until I go to my grave, that if you want to be a very successful real estate agent, you need to prospect your rear end off and you need to do it obsessively every day even after you have 30 or 40 years in the business, you still want to keep prospecting. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the movie Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the old real estate classic. Uh, I think they had, they had it a bit wrong. They had the ABC always be closing. I think it should be ABP always be prospecting uh, because I agree, no matter how busy you are, there'll come a time where you get that, that business that you're actively working on off your desk, you'll close it. Uh, and then you just don't have anything in the pipeline. So even, even when you're as busy as you could possibly be, always having that channel of prospecting uh, is, is vital to have long-term success in this business. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm so glad you brought up Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, because even though it is a dark comedy that treats the sales profession as an absolute abomination and they do everything that you shouldn't do, I think it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, there's just something about it. And, and maybe it's because... It makes me feel that even on my worst day, um, I'm a better salesperson or a better real estate agent than those guys in that movie are. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a real cult classic. If if, if you haven't watched it, uh, I, I'd encourage you to go check it out because it is a it is a fantastic movie. It, you're right. It is a dark comedy. It's you you laugh and you feel sad at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a it's a fascinating movie on that. Uh, it, mo- moving on, I, I want to talk about technology because I know you're a big proponent of, of technology. How how are you advising agents to incorporate technology into their business? And I guess it could be a, kind of a two-part question similar to how we've already talked about new agents versus some of the old agents who, who might be like the stubborn 
uh, old guard who doesn't want to change versus like the new new people who are generally going to be a lot more approachable uh, and and uh, open to technology. So how how do you recommend to agents, seasoned or or new, to start incorporating technology? Yeah, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that, and I'm going to take the same approach I did with that other one where I say two perspectives. So in this one, we're going to have the uh, technology as a way to make you better perspective and technology as a way of uh, cutting corners perspective. We'll focus on that second, but technology making you better perspective. You are an absolute fool um, if you don't take advantage of the productivity enhancing technologies that are available to us whether you're in commercial real estate like you are or pretty much in any job in any other profession we have been blessed with all of this amazing technology which allows us to do more in less time technology that allows geography or location for us to be not terribly relevant because we can do things with any person at any time in any place uh, for instance i'm i'm amazed how many commercial real estate brokers um, never use a uh, client relationship management software system whatsoever. I'm, I'm amazed about the number of commercial real estate brokers that don't learn uh, programs that help them uh, process pro formas and create budgets and analyze things, especially if they do that type of brokerage. And, and I'm amazed about the number of brokers that don't take advantage of some of the um, marketing technologies that are out there that allow us to magnify and scale up our, our brands uh, and our properties brands. So, so I, I, I like to use technology. I have a couple of different businesses that, that I'm in, um, in addition to commercial real estate and in addition uh, to sales training. And they are very technology heavy. They're basically e-commerce businesses. And so I'm a big believer in, in, in using the resources that are before us. But I do have one caution about technology for real estate agents. And that is some people, because they dislike hand-to-hand -hand in the trenches, grassroots prospecting, will try to find technologies that do that prospecting for them. And as far as I'm aware to date, nothing exists on the marketplace that is a worthy or even somewhat suitable substitute for hand-to-hand, -hand, hands-on in the trenches prospecting, <clears throat> okay? So uh, for instance, there are a lot of companies out there that advertise some sort of software solution um, that um, does prospecting for you. And it's all social media based. And, and then they're advertising. They like to say things like, the telephone's a dinosaur, cold calling's dead, nobody wants to hear from you, social marketing and inbound marketing is the way of the future. Don't get me wrong, there is a very important and significant place for inbound marketing and social marketing in commercial real estate brokerage. But any person who thinks that they can stop getting rejected over the telephone by using some sort of magic bullet sort of cloud-based program to do prospecting for them, is a fool. Yeah, and I could speak uh, anecdotally that as well because I've I I haven't tried any of those specific uh, ones where they do it on your behalf. But I've I've tried social media. Like I've been on LinkedIn for a number of years. I've I've blogged. I've done a lot of those initiatives. And there's nothing that comes close to that face to face prospecting. Uh, I, I was very involved with a lot of uh, uh, 
business associations and groups and networking clubs when I first started my career. And I still have a tremendous amount of pipeline of business that come from referrals from that. Uh, and if I were to stack that up against technology right now, it's not even close that that first face-to-face -face interactions that I made was is infinitely more valuable than anything technology-wise from a prospecting standpoint. But there's there, there's a lot on the technology side that does give really good tools. So I, I like how you delineate between what technology can do and what technology can't do. Uh, and and I'd, I'd echo that completely. Uh, one thing I want to get your thoughts on, because I know you're a huge believer in it, and, and I tell people it all the time as well, is CRM software. And you mentioned that uh, uh, previously on how how it can help transform your business, make you much more organized. H how do you recommend to agents that are considering doing a CRM? Maybe they're moving away from like an Excel spreadsheet or 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 even like a, a notebook style of keeping track of all the records. How do you recommend to someone to find one that works for them and then to integrate it into their business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is a very important issue uh, to to get one that you're comfortable with. In my business, I use a pretty general generic CRM system uh, because um, in sales training, it's not necessarily as uh, industry specific necessary, perhaps as a CRM would be for a commercial real estate agent. So if you are, if you are a commercial real estate agent, which I presume many of the people listening and watching to this program are, I would go for something that is uh, designed specifically for the brokerage process. So that's the first thing. Uh, get something that has the right words when they describe the steps in a commercial real estate agent's sales pipeline. And then um, I would ask people in your firm if they are using any real estate specific CRMs and get their opinions. Next step, there's about five or six or seven big time commercial real estate CRMs. All you have to do is just Google commercial real estate CRM programs, and you'll get quite a few of them that come up. I would watch the sales videos for each of them mm -hmm. and uh, then go online and kind of read some of the reviews uh, that people have. And then you can kind of, sometimes they'll have little tutorials you can go through. Uh, but at that point in time, if there are two or three that really stand out to you, call a salesperson who recommends that CRM. Yeah, you're subjecting yourself to a lot of follow-up calls. If you don't end up buying it, so what? You'll learn a lot more. And a lot of times that salesperson will take you through a live interactive demo so you can start to see. Ultimately, you want a CRM that does a few things. First and foremost, you want a CRM that does a great job of keeping track uh, or, or, or a great job of having uh, a directory service so that all of your prospects are there with all of the right variable screens that are necessary for you to be able to describe and quantify each prospect. Secondly, uh, you want to have a CRM that has a really good tickler system um, that reminds you of when to do tasks. Uh, and makes it really clean and clear. Hopefully it would even synthesize with your own calendar. Um, the third thing I think is important for a CRM system to have a good robust outbound email capability. You know, sometimes you're gonna do private one-on-one -on -one emails, send them through the CRM. Sometimes you might do blast emails. For instance, you might have um, a 20,000 square foot office space that is perfect for one certain type of industry. Well, maybe you're gonna blast everyone in that industry. Um, so I think that that email capability is maybe the third component that you want to look for in a good CRM, but they all pretty much have that. And so I think the main thing is to get one and make a commitment to using it 
And uh, even, even when you don't feel comfortable with it, or sometimes you feel like uh, you're so frustrated with it, you want to pick up your laptop and chuck it across the room like I used to do with my algebra book and just stick with it and you'll get the hang of it. And next thing you know, that CRM will become an extension of your brain and your hands. Yeah, I've, I've heard it. Uh, someone else describe it as the, the best CRM is the one that you use, uh, just really boiling down to, to simplicity. And and I know that uh, when our team started using a CRM, it's it can be very overwhelming. There's so many bells and whistles. And every time you click on a tab, there's a whole new thing to learn. Uh, and what, what worked for us was actually just starting really, really s- small, just with the real basics. Uh, make sure that every property is, is database so that you could tie records to it. Uh, so if you have a call coming or if you do a property tour, it can all track back to that property. If, if, if that's all that you start with, uh, in, my, in my experience anyways, that is a great foundation to then build on where you could add in some of those other tools uh, because it, it, it can be very overwhelming uh, at the beginning. But uh, as I know you're a huge proponent of CRMs and you do a lot of training on that, uh, I, I think that that's imperative. If someone's looking to take their business to the next level, that's, that's an easy thing that they can do. And so I want to I want to get your thoughts kind of on that train of thought. Uh, is if CRM something that everybody should just look into as a first step, uh, and we'll, we'll again break this down into the two categories. What what's the f- number one thing that you'd recommend a new agent do to start improving their business, and then what's the number one thing you'd recommend uh, an experienced agent do to, if they want to improve their business? Are you asking that question in terms of using the CRM or just in general? Just in general. But if you do didn't want to tie that back to the CRM, that's certainly fine too, because I, I, I'm sure that there is a, there's there's a lot of overlap with that. But just more generally would be my my question. Okay, yeah. I would say um, number one thing for the new agent would be to hustle. Um, because uh, ultimately, one of the things that separates really great salespeople from other people is a willingness to hustle. Uh, and we already talked a little bit earlier about being that absorbent sponge and that sort of thing. But let me answer that from the existing agent's perspective. I think the best thing you could do to take it to the next level is to make a commitment to a specialization. If you already have a specialization, it would be to make a deeper commitment to that specialization. We need to find ways to to go deeper and, um, and, and to become an even bigger subject matter expert and a true thought leader. I, I, since this is a day of using sayings, here's yet another one for you. Drill deep in order to go broad. One of the reasons why a lot of people who've been in the business for 5, 10, 20 years have never really made a true, um, honest commitment to specialization is their uh, fear of missing out, their FOMO syndrome, their FOMO complex that they have. Well, fact of the matter is, when you go deeper into a certain area, you will get more business. I'm, I'm working with a coaching client who loves self-storage units and, uh, and is passionate about self-storage units. Well, right now um, in many markets, including the ones where this guy works, uh, it is exceptionally difficult to get someone to sell a self-storage unit. They're hot commodities these days. And, and every once in a while he'll say, am I making a mistake? Am I making a mistake by drilling down deeper on these self-storage units? And I say, no, double down harder. Because the deeper you go in one vertical, the more people you will meet who will also have you do commercial real estate brokerage and, and other submarks and other subsectors. So, 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 so make a deeper commitment to your specialization and double down on your specialization. The only other thing too that comes to mind in terms of ways that 
um, existing brokers can, or even new brokers, um, allow themselves to really step it up and, and, and increase their business, start looking for ways to get uh, commissions out of deals in other cities. I, I think a lot of people miss out on that because real estate is the ultimate local business, right? Location, location, location. And I, I think they sometimes forget that if, you know, you are a person doing business in Edmonton, well, tons of businesses in Edmonton um, uh, do business in a variety of other markets. And I think sometimes we miss out, oh, hey, is there a way that I can make money by hooking them up with a trusted agent um, in another marketplace? And, and I, and I know it's kind of obvious, but but people forget it because you just get lost and trapped in that paradigm of doing business in the city where you live. That's a, that's a really good point on that. And, and that we've been fortunate with NAI that we've got offices all over the world. Uh, but it's it's very easy right now with how technology's come so far that you can you can start on uh, building relationships with guys all over the world just by having a Zoom call with them. It doesn't need to be affiliated with your company. It can be someone just in a different market that you have something in common with. Uh, I, I think that that's a that's a really good point on that. And then I want to add in a third one because I know I know you're you're humble and you don't want to say it yourself, but I'll say it for you. I, I think what what a, any agent can do, a new agent or a seasoned agent, is actually get training and consulting. Uh, we've we've been fortunate to have you come uh, up to to Banff, and we or Jasper was where we did that. We did a couple day training event with our whole office with you. We've also done virtual ones, so we've we've done the in person ones, and we've done the the virtual ones with you. And I can't I can't say enough good things about how the rest of our office uh, got a ton of value from your training on it. Uh, so I'd encourage anyone to to reach out to you to uh, to talk more about that. I, I I think if I'm not mistaken, you're even doing some shorter videos that that people can subscribe to on that. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. First of all, thank you for those kind words about the, the training program uh, programs that we've done together. Um, the program that you're referring to is called Deal Makers. And basically, uh, I took so much of what I do in in-person programs and turned it into 35 modules. And each module has a video and an accompanying workbook. It's all cloud-based. It's a membership-based program. And, and that's been um, very gratifying for me uh, because it gets the message out to a lot of other people. And, um, and then it's very useful for agents because they can tap into that type of sales training that's specifically designed for commercial real estate 24 hours a day. And, and sometimes people will say to me, hey, why'd you do that? Because then you probably don't do as much of the uh, in-person stuff. Actually, it kind of opens the door because people want to, you know, they, they go through all the modules and then sometimes they want to do like a full day roll up the sleeves program. So um, it all goes together. And I agree with you, the, the more uh, you invest in yourself, sharpening the saw, learning yet another way uh, to do real estate brokerage, even if you've been successful at it for a while, probably the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm a big fan of your training and the style that you do Thank it. You. You're, you're very informative. It's all value add on, on how you're trying to teach real meaningful things that people can do right out the gate instead of that hokey pokey uh, pie in the sky stuff where, where people walk away, they, they don't feel they got any value. Yours is, yours is pure value add where people can start doing meaningful steps right off the beginning. So uh, 
big, big fan of your training program. Uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to your website and to your newsletter uh, in the description uh, for people to, to, to look into. Uh, any other way that, that people can connect with you if, if they want to get in touch? That's definitely the best way. Um, my, my general website is jeffbeals.com. And then the website for that online membership real estate training program is dealmakerscre.com. CRE, obviously, standing for commercial real estate. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying all of that. And, uh, and, uh, and I appreciate your kind words about the training. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. It is first class training system. So I'll, I'll put a link to the dealmakerscre.com in the in the link as well, uh, in the description as well. And uh, th thanks so much for jumping on this call with me. It's uh, I look forward to when things are back to normal, we can actually meet in person next, but I appreciate you jumping on this virtual call. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, Chad. And thanks for having me. Good luck to you and everyone listening, watching. Thanks again, Jeff. Just this. You have a very nice background, by the way. Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny. I, I set it up in the middle of COVID, uh, feeling that I was going to combination of two things: do a lot of Zoom calls and then try and get a YouTube channel off the ground. Yeah, so I've uh, like that's. I don't know if you're uh, an architecture fan or not, but that's the Lego falling water right here. Oh, really? Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, uh, and then I've got the Maersk cargo ship, also Lego. <laughs> uh, and then another cool one you can't really see it up there that's the farnsworth house in chicago oh, right okay and then just some books and stuff so it's it's it looks kind of cool i think and then when i do my videos i actually put uh, a light right behind there and then another light behind the cargo ship and it just kind of has a, a really cool pop to it yeah yeah backlighting it's all about backlighting these days <laughs> yeah, I, I figure if, I, if I'm going to do it, I want to do the best job that I can on it. And then if it doesn't work for whatever reason, then I can't blame it on the setup. <laughs> then I yeah, know it was entirely yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.